0: Welcome to the Radiant Badass. If you like your suburban mom with a side of punk and your spirituality laced with pop culture references, friend, you are home. I'm your host, Elizabeth Holmes. I'm so glad you're here. Let's have some fun. Over the last few days, I've had some check-in conversations with friends, family, acquaintances, All those kind of people, that kind of thing. You know, the kind of conversation where you're getting all the updates on what's happening in their lives since you last chatted. I admit that since I don't go to an office every day, you know, like where you have those casual social interactions where you get to partake in that kind of detached drama, but in observation mode, like. Where you know what's happening in all these people's lives because they love to talk about it, like even if you don't know the people they're talking about, and even if it's mess, you hear it all. And it's all pretty low stakes because it's not your inner circle. Like you care, but it's, it's fine. I don't have a lot of opportunity for that level of relationship currently in my life. So where I do, uh, I'm super invested in the characters in other people's lives, like even the other characters in my inner circles life that I don't know. Like, I want to hear all that. I love the catch up conversations because, you know, I have like favorites among their cast of characters that I'm pulling for. And there's also people in their lives that I'm just waiting for karma to catch up to them. (laughs) it's a little like reality TV, I guess, except it's reality. Or maybe it's my own personal soap operas, like on all these different channels, because they're all different. And they allows me to follow all these unique storylines that are interesting. And I find myself most of the time rooting for these relative strangers. And I always think, oh, that's kind of weird. But then I think we could all use more cheerleaders in our lives, right? Like I'm over there. They don't even know. I'm cheering for them. They don't know me. Good vibes. Nothing but good vibes. Except for the assholes. Anyway, what I've noticed as I'm gathering these stories is that there seem to be two pretty common prominent themes emerging that people appear to be struggling with most often. One of the two things, or sometimes both, seem to appear at least as a small part of most of the narratives. And I doubt you're going to be surprised when I say that the two themes are, drumroll please, aging parents and dealing with kids. Kids of all ages. Don't get me wrong. There's often whole other storylines that are all kinds of mess. But at least one of these two things seem to pop up in most stories. It's families, man. You know, families, circle of life kind of thing. For me personally, aging parents aren't a thing. Uh, I'm not going to be running point in that arena, likely ever, because uh, because my mom died ten years ago before she even hit seventy, so she's not going to be a thing. I will say she was sick before she died, uh, and she was a pill when she was sick. To be honest, she was a pill when she wasn't sick, so I can extrapolate that and understand what I avoided by her dipping so early. Does that make sense? I don't mean to sound glib about it. I still surf my grief around all aspects of our relationship. It's tough when you lose your mom. Uh, And my father is living, but we are estranged. And I haven't spoken in any depth with him um, probably 15 years. Oh, it's more than that, actually, because neither of my kids really remember him. I think it sounds so dramatic to say we're estranged. Like that word is so serious. We're estranged. The situation just isn't that dramatic. It's more like we're former coworkers who tried to keep up a relationship after we both quit our jobs at the workplace that we had in common. But with distance, it turned out that we really didn't have that much in common beyond the fact that we both love talking shit about the same coworker. That's more like the situation. So I won't be on the hook to run lead when he finally runs out of time either. And maybe at this point, it's sounding a little like, oh, it's an Elizabeth Pity Party episode. And no, friends, no, it is not that at all. I just wanted to explain why the aging parent thing is something I'll only be adjacent to. An observer. My in-laws are alive and healthy and active and great. And when their time comes, I'll be a supporter. Not the one that's got to wade into all the emotional stuff. With that lengthy disclaimer, I see people in my circle dealing with aging parents and in general, like, oh my God, give me an overstimulated toddler any day, any day. Like Jesus, the older generation gets pretty freaking mean. And they are pretty quick to book an all inclusive guilt trip for their kid if they aren't handling everything exactly how the parents expect or would like or neglect to communicate, but think that there's some sort of telepathy that the kid should know. And by kids here, I'm talking about grown ass people over 40, like 40s on the young end. It's almost like these parents are taking revenge on their kids for their kids' teen years. No, I'm not saying that they are. I'm saying it kind of seems like it. Because this generation and their behavior and their demands, it can look pretty self-centered from the outside. Do I think aging is easy and it would feel amazing to lose your independence um, and even your faculties? No. No, I think it sounds awful, but taking it out on the people who are trying to help you seems counterproductive. And hey, can I say I'm going to learn from seeing all of this go down around me uh, and be an absolute paragon of aging gracefully? Nope, I can't say that. I'll probably be so stubborn and horrible that my kids will grow closer while they vent about me in those whisper yells from the other room. I can picture it. Looking forward to it. I'm not. I'm not looking forward to it at all. At some point, it seems you start to worry about your parents more than they worry about you. The balance shifts. And I'm seeing a lot of people experiencing this struggle. Subverting paradigms isn't as much fun as it sounded like in my punk youth. It turns out. The other end of the spectrum is all the people I know with kids who are worrying about them all the damn time. I hear the parents of littles concerned about developmental milestones and pandemic baby social skills and daycare. And when they get a little older, it's academic success and peer relationships. And then you roll right into more intense academic success pressures and more intense peer relationships and the mix in social media and mental health and school shootings and healthy individuation. And through all their lives, underlining it, there's also the physical health concerns. Now, this one I have personal experience with. In my case, I kept thinking that as the kids grew up, it would somehow get easier at some point. Like there was always some milestone that they were headed toward. And I would think that when they hit it, then my worry would simmer down. I would tell myself like when they start walking, it will get easier when they can get food for themselves easier when they can tell me how they feel. I'll worry less when they can drive, which is a freaking joke like that was just gasoline on the fire of worry. When they graduate, I'll worry less because they will have graduated. Uh, when they graduate from college, I'll worry less. No, no. That's not even true either. Like, that's as far as I've gotten. And I can say that the worry has never lessened, not even a little bit. Now, I'm just concerned about their launch into adulthood and the state of our society and the mess they're inheriting. And always, 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 I'm worried about their physical safety. It is so hard. Like, I think there were two good weeks when they were around eight and like six when I didn't worry quite as much and everything felt perfect. Yeah, those were a beautiful two weeks. So what's my point with all this today? First of all, my point is that it feels like there are a lot of people going through it right now, just right in the thick of the struggle. And I wanted to say to all of you that are experiencing that, that I see you and I want to validate that what you're going through is hard. I found that in these conversations with folks. After they would share some of their struggles with me, they would immediately start minimizing them with things like, well, at least my mom is alive to take to these seven doctor's appointments I've had to plan around, or at least I'm retired and I have the time to clean out my parents' house, right, with the aging parent. On the other end with the kids, it's, oh, but at least the kids are healthy. Or, you know, my friend who's a single mom has it so much harder. And sure, those are all things to be grateful for. And gratitude is wonderful and important. So important. But you know what? It's fucking fine to feel bad about your stuff. I've said that before, but it bears repeating. I don't encourage wallowing in it, but there's a big difference between actually feeling your feelings and processing them and wallowing. Good lord. It's rough out there right now for a whole lot of people. Give yourself a little grace. The other thing I wanted to point out is that I've heard about people's challenges in all different places, from all different kinds of people, all manner of difficulties. We all struggle is what I'm saying. It's normal. Like, don't get all freaked out thinking that you're the only one or that things will always be the way that they are today. They won't be. It will change. Uh, It might get worse. I mean, sorry, but I just feel like I need to be honest about that. It will get better too. I know it's so trite to say this, but all of it is temporary. And something being trite doesn't make it any less true. You will move on to new struggles and new good stuff and new situations and new challenges. That's what life is. All we can do is practice riding the waves. You know, turn your face to the sun when it's out, really soak it in, and know that it's still up there when you weather your winters. And also, as I've said before, keep fucking going. Keep fucking going. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what the fresh new day is going to bring. Like, for example, let me just give you a random example. Maybe you're feeling kind of deep, deep in your grief fields. Like, I don't know, perhaps your life situation is rapidly changing and you're in a state of flux. And maybe your mom died a while ago, say 10 years ago, and the anniversary of that is coming up, staring you in the face. And perhaps you're thinking a bit too much about all that she's missed since she's been gone and how much she would have loved watching her grandkids grow. And perhaps all that grief is flavored with the fact that your complicated relationship with her left a scar on your heart, and that scar sure is taking a long time to heal. And maybe the people that you love the most are also facing their own big stuff that you can't fix. And maybe all of that's got you feeling ugh, ugh. And then... You could wake up to find out that the Foo Fighters released a new song and announced a new album because they show us that even if your drummer dies, the band can play on looking different, feeling different, but goddamn it, they are still rocking. And there's your lesson. It's one of the best parts of life. It just keeps going. Y'all didn't think I was going to make it through this entire episode without bringing the Foo Fighter news into it, did you? Come on, y'all know me better than that. And that's this week's episode. Please like the show and leave a nice comment on your preferred podcast platform and please sign up for my newsletter at my website, radiantbadass.com. I'm Elizabeth Holmes and this has been the Radiant Badass and I'll see you back here next week for show number 99. What? crazy 99 have a great week